What's up, everyone? This is Buck Green, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 277. I don't know if you are old enough to remember the Butterfly Knife, Ballast Songs. These figured very prominently in my childhood. It was one of the knives that I always wanted when I was a kid. You always remember the first time you see one, and I get the impression that they've sort of fallen out of favor. Maybe they're even regarded as a little bit old-fashioned in this era of uh, whiz-bang tactical folders. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe there's just as many butterfly knife fiends out there as there's always been. Whatever the truth, I want to talk to you today about five reasons that the Butterfly Knife is still a very viable option for your daily carry. I love the knife. Um, I don't carry one for uh, legal reasons. We'll get into that. But uh, I I really like it, and I would like it if more people saw the knife the same way I do. Now, before we go any farther, don't worry about taking notes for MCS Podcast number 277. All you have to do is go to mcsmagazine.com slash 277. That's mcsmagazine.com slash 277 to download your handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet of notes for today's episode. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk butterfly knives. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, the butterfly knife has a long history in popular culture. Most people associate it with the Philippines, and certainly it is quite the cottage industry there. I've read history accounts, uh, you know, uh, you never really know how accurate these accounts are. I remember reading an article about a patent for a butterfly-style knife uh, that dates back to uh, a time or a place in such a way that perhaps... The knife came to the Philippines and was not invented there. I don't think the reality really matters. I don't think the the actual origins of the butterfly knife really matter. The fact is, it is very much associated with the Philippines and with Filipino culture. There's a rich history of butterfly knife uh, manufacturing in the Philippines and and uh, books about butterfly knife fighting and books about butterfly knife history. I have a bunch of them. Uh, it's really fascinating stuff. You never really know how much is true and how much is just people making up stuff. I feel that way about the Sicilian stiletto books. That's another knife that I really like is the Sicilian or Italian style stiletto. And uh, there's a lot of books out there uh, the, the Sicilian Blade by Vito Quattrochi is one, and I think he wrote a sequel to that book that he published himself. And they're fascinating books. They're fun to read, but you never really know how much actual history is in there and how much is sort of myth and lore mixed in. I feel that way about the butterfly knife. But it goes without saying that the butterfly knife occupies a place in our culture and in our popular entertainment almost unlike any other knife. It, it's in everything, uh, movies and television especially. Uh, uh, I'm, of course, I'm coming up with a mental blank here, but like Big Trouble in Little China, there's uh, Jeff Imada who wrote a couple of books on the butterfly knife. Jeff Imada pops up in all kinds of movies, or at least he did in the 70s and the 80s. I have no idea if he still does. Uh, but uh, he wrote the uh, the Battle Song Manual and the Advanced Battle Song Manual, I believe. And he's a, he's a Hollywood stuntman whose job is to show up and do fancy things with a butterfly knife in movies. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China was one. Um, I think he opens a bottle with a butterfly knife maybe in, it might be one of the Cheech and Chong movies, I want to say. I could be wrong about that. I'm operating from memory. But the fact is, if you've watched television, if you've watched movies, you've seen butterfly knives on screen. And that's where I first saw them when I was a kid. 
I can remember the first time I saw a butterfly knife in person. Some kid at the bus stop had one. I was in junior high, and I think he was either a couple of grades ahead of me or he was already in high school, uh, and we were sharing the same bus stop. But, man, I saw him flipping that thing around, and it looked like magic, and I was absolutely hooked. Because if you don't know the trick, if you don't know that if you hold the butterfly knife by the handle that is on the side of the the spine of the knife where it's not sharp. If you don't know that, it looks like the person flipping the butterfly knife around is in very real danger of hurting themselves. The fact is, once you know the trick, it, it could not be safer. But uh, I remember always wanting one. And when I was in college, you could still buy them legally. I live in New York State where the butterfly knife has had kind of a sketchy legal history. And when I was in college, I bought a butterfly knife at a place called the Blue Danube Gift Store in Olean, New York. Uh, If Olean sounds familiar to you, that's because uh, K-Bar was made there for the longest time. I don't know if they still are because I know, I want to say K-Bar got bought at some point uh, several years back. And I forget if it's Alcus or one of those companies that owns them now. But anyway, that's not important. The point is, I always wanted a butterfly knife. I remember walking around my dorm, flipping that thing around, which, in retrospect, was not a very smart thing to do. Um, Then, uh, a few attorneys general ago, uh, Attorney General Vaco was his name. He decided that butterfly knives were gravity knives. Now, a butterfly knife is not a gravity knife, but it it, it can be misinterpreted that way because, I don't know, gravity's involved in flipping the handles around. Well, New York has its own problems with misinterpretation of its gravity knife statutes, and that's long been a point of contention where they've been prosecuting assisted opening folding knives as gravity knives and putting innocent people in jail for no reason. Uh, But that's New York. You know, welcome to New York. You're under arrest, right? As we go, so goes goes the uh, the left coast, as they say, uh, California, as goes the rest of this nation eventually. Those are sort of bellwether legal states. If a law is passed in New York and or in California, you can bet it's only a matter of time before lawmakers in your state at least consider it. Uh, I wish it wasn't that way, but that's just how it is. So uh, the, the butterfly knife uh, under Attorney General Vaco, and I forget what years that was, but it was a while ago now, He decided it was a gravity knife. He told all of the people in New York who were selling butterfly knives, you can't sell those. You basically have to eat your inventory. They're illegal. Since that time, I noticed over the years that butterfly knives started making their way back into the stores. Those stores that carried knives, and and we have precious few of those left. There's very few places you can go and buy a knife that isn't a Walmart anymore. Um, And Walmart itself has kind of a spotty history when it comes to that sort of thing. But uh, back when you could still go to knife stores like Cutlery Shop and, and independently owned knife stores uh, in my area, I noticed that the butterfly knives were making a comeback. And I don't know if the law changed or if the interpretation changed or if it was just that enough time had gone by that the enforcement wasn't as uh, intense as it once had been. Either way, uh, at some point, the gravity knife law itself was challenged in court and I almost think in a rare case of good news, they actually changed how they're applying that or they changed the law. I'd have to look that up to be sure. The point is, though, because of all that, the butterfly knife has always been in kind of a legal gray area for me. I've always been afraid to carry one because you're stupid to give them a reason to arrest you. Like, there's plenty of other knives you can carry that are illegal, so why give somebody an opportunity to penalize you if you don't have to, is my philosophy. So while I love the butterfly knife, I haven't, uh, I haven't carried it uh, day to day. With the change in the law, I don't know. W- might that change? It might. 
the reason I thought of doing this topic for the podcast while I'm sitting in for Jeff Anderson is that there's a kid at my UPS store. I have a UPS store where I get all my packages. And he is the first person I have seen in the last 15 years carrying around a butterfly knife as a daily using knife. He actually has a Kydex sheath on his belt, and he wears the knife vertically on the sheath, so it's right there where you can grab it, uh, and he uses it for as a working knife. It's actually quite a nice and expensive bench-made butterfly knife, too. And that got me to thinking. There's a lot that the butterfly knife has to recommend it, even if some people might consider it sort of a product of a bygone era, almost. It, it grieves me to say that because I'm starting to feel like I might be getting old. Uh, but uh, I think there are five things about the butterfly knife that make it a really good choice. And if it's legal for you to carry, here are five reasons why you might want to consider carrying a, a balisong or butterfly knife. Um, the first one is, I think, the most obvious one, and that is that it's a completely self-contained knife. You can get sheaths for butterfly knives. Uh, I've seen them. Uh, I've even seen like a shoulder holster rig for a pair of butterfly knives. They were Kydex clamshells that held the butterfly uh, knives uh, at the pivot end, so you could just reach up and grab them and pop them out, and suddenly, I don't know, you're ready for the action movie that is your life because you're walking around with a shoulder harness with a couple of butterfly knives in it. But uh, the the... There's no need for a sheath. It, it makes it easier to carry it around if you have a, a Kydex belt sheath like the one that uh, the kid at my UPS store has. I've seen horizontal sheaths for them, uh, both in nylon and leather. Um, but the most simple thing at uh, overall is to just put the thing in your pocket. It, it folds up completely. Um, the, the blade is completely enclosed by the handles. There's no danger whatsoever of it being cut or of it coming open accidentally. Um, at most, depending on which pocket you were carrying it in and how you carried it, if the latch came loose and the knife was open a little bit when you reached in, yeah, you could poke your finger, but it's a very safe way to carry and contain a sharp knife blade is to just fold the handle halves completely over the knife. So I think it makes it uh, very easy to carry and deploy this knife uh, because it is completely self-contained. Nothing else is required. It's sort of the same philosophy whereby some guys will carry like a revolver and maybe even pocket carry it. I, I don't like that, especially without a holster, but I know there's a lot of guys who do. And that's because what is the most simple, self-contained handgun you could carry? It would be a revolver or a Derringer, right? So you just put it in your pocket and you're done. It has the ammo on board. It's not ejecting any shells. You're good to go as long as you don't get it all clogged with pocket lint. Well, the same is true of the butterfly knife. It's completely self-contained. You close the latch. You drop it in the pocket of your pants or your jacket. You're good to go. You're defended. You've got your utility knife. That's all you need. The second thing about butterfly knives that I think makes them such a great choice is actually uh, part and parcel of their simplicity, and that is that the lock is very strong because there is no lock. A butterfly knife is a folding knife, but it's not a locking folding knife in the way we traditionally think of it. Uh, when you open the knife by the, by the pivots on the handles, the blade is out and the handles are held closed by the power of your hand. There is no way for the lock to fail because there's no lock to fail unless the, the pins holding the handles against the pivot point of the knife were to shear off. There's nothing to break. So in some ways, it's almost like a, a, a more a safer, stronger folding knife because it isn't really a folding knife. It's a blade with a couple of handles bolted to it as opposed to a blade captured in a handle that relies on a locking mechanism to keep it open as it is suspended from the handle. So I think the fact that 
butterfly knives are designed the way they are makes them incredibly strong and that is in turn incredibly safe. I've never heard of one breaking. I, I don't even know what that would look like. I had one that was made of a, sort of a complicated sandwich of, of, of handle slabs and pieces of cheap metal and, and um, the, the handle I'm not even sure if you called them scales, but that came off. But it had nothing to do with the locking of the the knife itself. Now, the latches can be a point of failure. The latch can be loose. There's a few things you can do to tinker around and make a latch tighter if it's not tight. But you don't really even need the latch. There's plenty of latchless butterfly knives out there. Um, As long as your hand is holding the handle halves together, that knife stays open. And I think that's what makes it uh, uh, one of the safest folding knives that there is on the market. Okay, uh, we've talked about the fact that the butterfly knife is self-contained, and we've talked about the fact that the lock, which isn't really a lock, is really super strong. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about three other features that make the butterfly knife such a great choice for daily carry, for utility, and even for self-defense. But first, stay tuned for these special messages. Imagine staring up at a six foot nine, 350 pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid isn't it? Two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD you can claim now at DefeatLargerAttackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back. Uh, We're talking about five pros of the Balasong or Butterfly Knife, five things that make the Butterfly Knife a great choice for daily carry, for utility, and even for self-defense. Number three is that the closed Butterfly Knife is actually a great pocket stick. Uh, You may have heard this referred to as a kubaton before or even a yawara. Uh, The yawara is the Japanese term for what's basically a dowel. The whole point behind a pocket stick is that it concentrates the force of your strike into a smaller area. It concentrates that force into something that is rigid, that is not your hand and not your knuckles, so you can hit very hard with it. Uh, It doesn't transmit pain to you. Uh, It may transmit some impact through the thing you're holding. But uh, a pocket stick or a kubaton, they've been made as keychains for a thousand years probably, (laughs) for as long as there have been keys, basically. Um, And so when you close the butterfly knife, what you're holding 
is a metal bar. Well, it's, it's two metal bars, but you're holding it together in such a way that it might as well be one metal bar. And when you strike with the end of it, and even if you slap with the flats of the handle, although I don't know anyone who's ever done that, I've seen it recommended in some books, and I probably wouldn't do it. But when you're, when you're holding the closed butterfly knife in your fist and you strike with the end of it, that's an incredibly powerful technique. It, it delivers a lot of force. And the, the pivot end of the butterfly knife when it is closed, so let's call it the tang of the butterfly knife, although I'm not sure that's exactly precisely what we want to call it, that thing is tapered in such a way that it's almost like the skull crusher pommel on some fighting knives. It, it's a very powerful striking implement. So uh, for self-defense, a closed butterfly knife makes an excellent striking tool, and that's one of the things that it has to recommend it. It's very well designed. It's very unlikely to break. Um, again, the simplicity of the design makes it so strong. You're just not that many moving parts to deal with. You've got the blade, and you've got the two handle halves that are, that are pinned on. Uh, the latch is sort of immaterial to this discussion. It's there. Um, finally, uh, not finally, number four, uh, the butterfly knife is very easily concealed. And now I talked about how because it's self-contained, it's easy to deploy. You just drop it in your pocket. But because most butterfly knives are also extremely flat and symmetrical, that makes it very easy for you to carry them comfortably in, say, your back pocket or the pocket of your jacket or anywhere you want to put one. There are some that even have pocket clips on them. I don't prefer those because I guess I'm sort of old school when it comes to butterfly knives, but you can get them with pocket clips on them. You can, you know, or you can go with a sheath of some kind, whatever you choose to do. Um, and that knife will just disappear. Uh, the simplest way is to just drop it in your back pocket. I think I think the back pocket really lends itself well to carrying a butterfly knife because generally, unless you get one of the really big, giant, honking balisongs, uh, it's not so long that it won't sit flat in the bottom of your back pocket of your jeans or whatever. So I, I like to carry it when I carry a butterfly knife, or rather if I did carry a butterfly knife because I don't because I'm worried about getting arrested. <laughs> But if I were to carry one, I would carry it either in my back pocket or in the pocket of my jacket. Uh, and I think they, they disappear there. They're not very heavy. Uh, you'll really never notice that it's there until you need it. Um, and then finally, number five, uh, the butterfly knife is quick to open. Now, this is where I think things might get a little controversial because you're thinking, well, no, they're not. You know, you, you're thinking of all the flashy opening moves, the switchbacks and the spins and everything else that people do with butterfly knives. I understand that. My point, though, is that you don't have to do any of that. Um, I remember it was back in college when somebody taught me how to open a butterfly knife, what they called the pretty way, where you're swinging it back and forth and it looks flashy when you do it. The thing about the butterfly knife, though, is that you don't have to open it that way. All you have to do is pop the latch, uh, uh, flip it open and over, and you're done. You're holding it and the blade is out. Now, there are some simple ways of opening it that are a little flashy, that are maybe a little more comfortable if you have a little extra time. But I'm always reminded of, what is it, the Thomas Jane Punisher movie where he gets threatened by uh, somebody's uh, ex-boyfriend and the guy whips out his butterfly knife and he's flashing it around and basically our hero grabs the hand holding the knife and then slaps the dude. And he does that a couple of times just to make his point. Um, when you're flipping the knife around, yeah, you're not accomplishing anything. You're just delaying the deployment of the blade. But if you simply uh, whip it open and over and, and clench your fist on it, that's a very fast move, and the knife is just open, and it's ready. Also, if you get really practiced at opening and closing your hand the right way, 
you can flip the knife open directly into a reverse grip. And I know there's a lot of folks out there who prefer reverse grip for their self-defense with knives. So that's one of the things that the butterfly knife has to recommend it is that it can be opened extremely quickly directly into a reverse grip. Um, now, there's going to be people who argue that the fine motor skills required to do that or to manipulate a butterfly knife at all are at odds with the adrenaline of a real-life self-defense encounter. And to that, all I can say is, you are correct. The only thing that counters that is practice. Uh, if opening and closing a butter knife, butterfly knife becomes second nature to you, then you're not going to have a problem with that because you're just used to doing it. Um, and, you know, as they say, the the worst you do in practice is the best you can do in reality. So all you have to do is get really, really good. The good news is that it's super fun practicing with butterfly knives. Um, you can get all kinds of trainers, so you can practice with something that isn't even a knife if you want to practice opening and closing techniques with a butterfly knife. There's plenty of trainers available that are, I think, intended for flipping practice, but are also therefore extremely convenient if you want a, a hard metal trainer for practicing body mechanics for self-defense. Not on another person, that's not safe. But, you know, if you're one of those people who has, like, a body opponent bag or uh, targets set up in your house and you just want to practice deploying the knife and getting comfortable with it, those trainers are great for that. And they're super cheap. You can get them very inexpensively. You don't have to go for the brand name trainer. I don't even think Benchmade makes their trainer anymore. At one time, I had a Benchmade Model 42 and the red trainer for it, and those were extremely expensive at the time. They were a couple of hundred bucks when you bought them new when they were in production. And Benchmade has a nagging tendency of putting things out of production that people like. So that, that raises the, the sale price in the aftermarket considerably. Um, but you don't have to do that. You can go to Amazon and you can get a, a butterfly knife trainer right now. And because they're trainers and they're not sharp knives, the trainers are legal even in places where the live knives aren't. You can't sharpen them. They can't become weapons. But if you'd like to practice and learn to use a butterfly knife, there's nothing stopping you, even if you're someplace where a, a live butterfly knife with a sharp edge is not legal. So... All right, that's going to about do it for MCS podcast number 277. Uh, thank you for taking this little trip down memory lane with me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and until next time, this is Buck Green saying prepare, train, and survive. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. <laughs>